Hello and welcome back to the Dungeons and Dragons Podcast UK. My name is Yasmin and I will be the DM. Hi, my name's Colin and I play Cuin de Greymond, a paladin from Gavany. Hi, I'm Spencer. I play Caddo Chasseur, a cleric also from Gavany. Hi, I'm Brian and I play Ogvar Shawfoot, a ranger from Keswick. Hi, my name is Samantha and I play Elora Greyvale, a sorcerer from Nefalia. Last time, having been entrusted with the task best suited to his talents, an overly excited Colbean immediately went to work on a bit of boomology. And Avacyn only knows how that might turn out. It will, in all likeliness, be memorable, at least. As we rejoin our band of would-be burglars in Axum's fancy fountain, a balmy spring breeze was blowing. Not! Having confused the dial down key with the Force 9 Gale key, it appeared that our editor went a bit ham with some wildly windy weather. It has to be said that collectively, the crew spent quite some time finding this extremely funny, but eventually the storm of laughter and subsequent tears abated along with the impromptu tornado. This week, as the race across the lawn looms, Will our Sneaky Seven meet their mission requirements or become casualties of consequence? Episode 86, Slam Dunk Death. Okay, so, starting from where we left off, um, Kewin had... No, Ogvar had just used his boots of leaping to climb out of the fountain. Uh, you tied the one end of your rope of stone to a sturdy-looking bush. And then you dropped the other end over the fount- over the edge of the fountain, giving it a wiggle so that when you turned it into stone, it had a nice kind of curved, snake-like serpentine effect hanging down. So there were some nice foot and hand holds for everyone to climb up. Uh, so I believe, Kewin, you managed to climb out of the fountain and you are now stood next to Ogvar. Okay. What are you guys doing? It's probably... It's probably about five past eight now. You've probably made some good time. Uh, I'm guessing the rest of us are going to do the same process, aren't we? And get ourselves up and out of the fountain and, and remaining undercover, but out of the main bowl of the fountain. Before Laura climbs up the rope and out, um, she is going to reach for her little vial of holy water and she's going to just drizzle a little of it into her eye because she hadn't done it earlier in the day. Um, and she's just aware. Yeah, your eye was probably feeling quite dry and itchy. Um, like the cracked surface of the earth. Yes, that's what kind of reminded her, and she's realised that obviously she's got to get into the habit of doing this, so that's what she does just before climbing out. What you need is a squirty flower to do it for you. Um, so, uh, yeah, Laura climbs up the rope, and she will join the others at the top. 
and sort of crouch down a bit in the darkness rather than... I take, I take it is very dark, is it? Uh, it's night time, yeah. Yeah. You okay. can see. Okay, so all of you make your way out of the fountain. You go to join Ogvar and Kewit. It's quite cramped, um, although this grass and these bushes and kind of undergrowth is quite thick and there's qu- it's, it's quite dense, there's quite a lot of it um, in this area. You are all trying to crowd up and, and kind of make sure you're not seen, so it is quite a tight fit. But eventually, Ogvar, you are left... Um, so there's Ogvar, there's Kewin, Elora, Caddo, Esther, Alia and Roman are all, you all stood at the top of this fountain. Um, what are you doing? Um, Elora's going to make, um, could she make a spot check to see, she wants to scan from left to right between where they stood now and the west terrace of the house. Uh, you are in a load of bushes. Okay, can she make her way to the edge of the bushes? Yes, you can make your way to the edge of the bushes. Right, she'll she'll make her way to the edge of the bushes and just part the bushes and then have a look out through the edge of the bushes to see what she can see between themselves, the tree line, um, to the, the clump of trees to the left-hand side and then the house straight ahead of them to see what she can see in that area at all. I think at this point, when everyone's out the whole Ogvar would probably take his rope back. Yep, okay, so you take a rope back and it, you kind of give it a... You, you use the command word and it kind of falls out of its serpentine shape and you're able to just kind of, you know, reel it back in and tidy it away. Okay, cool. Okay, so... Elora, as you look out across the grounds, for you, it's quite a different experience because... The way you view this, you can see everything in the surrounding area as if it was daylight, but everything is a washed out greyish colour. And as you peek out of the edge of these bushes, you can see ahead of you, um, 60 foot ahead of you is the mansion, and you are looking out at the west wing basically. Um, And you can see on the very kind of uh, bottom floor, you can see this almost pyramid kind of shaped um, wall and um, with a kind of top cut off. So it's a bit like a, 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 trapeze, uh, a trapezoid kind of shape. Um, and you can see it goes up to another level. And on this level, you can see, uh, make me a spot check, please. Okay. Uh, that would be a... Ooh, 15 all in. Okay. So, 15 all in. As you look out and you, you, you see, obviously, the house in front of you, the house is, it is this rather opulent, beautiful thing. All of the colours you see are grey. Oh, no, it'd be, sorry, it'd be a 17 all in. My mistake, sorry. So all the colours you see are grey. Your vision is, is greyed out in this grey scale. So you can see from the big two um, big two windows on the front where the library is you can see the glow from them and they glow in this uh, they glow white uh, as light obviously spills out and illuminated from behind you can see strolling along the balcony four guards um, 
the pe one pair are walking towards, um, just walking along to the right hand side, so going towards the front edge of the balcony, and the other pair are slowly making their way round past this little side room you remember seeing on the map, and they're walking their way towards, you're assuming, where the um, orangery is. Basically, we're a little bit early, so that could be watch changeover, it could be the, the, the last, the two leaving. <coughs> Or it might be that the two from the orangery have wandered around and are wandering back again. Right. So have we got four on that western terrace at the moment? You've got two who are walking down towards the front end of the terrace, so towards the right-hand library window. Uh, they're currently walking in a pair, just kind of... You, you see one of them... Um, Again, everything is kind of in grey, so it's really difficult to make any detail for you. Um, but you do see the one um, with a kind of very, a very small kind of bright light up by his face, which moves down to his side, and then there's a, a kind of like a flicking motion you can discern. He's clearly smoking something um, as he's walking along. Uh, and the other pair are now they're moving away, they're moving round the front of the private room on the map, and they're walking back down away. So you can assume they're you know they've they've just changed over can i tell from this distance or can she tell from this distance um what their alignment might be these two guards on the western terrace okay so yeah you're, you're using your eye of this is why you can see um what you can see so far and yeah from this distance they are 60 foot out so they are fairly you know fairly far away but yeah you can make out a very um a very slight red shimmer around the pair of them okay um Laura's gonna pop ahead just pop the bushes back together again um let the branches just close and she's gonna shuffle away back to the others um uh right guys um yeah it looks like the shift change has has happened um, there's two guards making their way round the back towards the orangery, but there is two guards uh, to the right-hand side of the terrace as we're looking at it, so by the right-hand library window, or what looks like a window. There are lights on in... Did you say there's lights on in the library? There's lights on in the library, um, but I, I can tell... I can't see anybody else. It just seems to be just those two. Uh, but they do seem to have, um, well their alignment is more towards the, um, the red end of the scale, should we say. I am looking at it from distance, but there is a slight red glow about them. Now, I was going to say, I think if, if, if we can avoid killing anybody, I would prefer we do that. Just a personal feeling, but they do seem to have... Um, a less than favourable alignment from this end of things, but it is just a job for them. They might have families. If we if we can avoid killing them, I'd rather I'd rather do that. But if there's no choice, well, it is what it is. I don't know how you feel about that, but that's just my personal feeling. Well, I, I, I agree. But uh, what you've got to remember is uh, we have to get in. I know. And I know. if they raise an alarm. Uh, we could be in trouble. I, I know, Kieran. I know it. Whatever has to be done has to be done. I get that. Uh, let's see how we can get on. Let's see if we. I've got an idea before we leave the bush. So she's going to shuffle around in uh, her pocket, and she's going to pull out um, some material that she had, and she's going to take a dagger off her side, and she's going to strip 
two long strips. Oh. She's going to strip two. (laughs) (laughs) Now's not the time, Laura. (laughs) I'll rephrase that then. Laura, I'm going to. She's going to strip two, cut two long strips off the material, um, sort of medium thickness strips, and she's going to cut two two squares, like decent sized squares, off it, and then stuff them back in her pocket. And she's going to sort of look at the others and say, I've got gags. If you want some gags to shut them up, I've got something in my pocket to do that. When we've got hold of them, if, if that's how it goes, I've got something we can use. And she's going to put a knife back on the side. Okay. Like I said, if... Oh no, Kieran, I know. I'm, I'm oh, afraid no. we have no choice. Oh no, my friend, oh, no. I thought we were planning on knocking them unconscious. Well, well, yeah, if yes, we can. Yes, knocking them unconscious and then see what we do from there. But like I said, if... This is obviously out of character. If they attack, if, if yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. get them by surprise because we're not doing what do we're what we going to do. do, then do you're going to have to kill do. them. Yeah, yeah, I, I know, Kieran, but let's let's see what we can do. Yeah, let's let's try and knock them out or incapacitate them or something. But if not, well, it is what it is. Oh, yes, sir, I agree. Okay, um, so we need to make our way from here, and we need to go. We need to go towards those trees there. We're going to go via the trees, aren't we, Leaf? Leaf. Yeah. yeah, we're going to Alia wait. For, we're going to wait for the distractions first, though, aren't we? Yes. Well, yeah, I, I guess so. So we're going to leave Alia and Roman, is it? Now they're coming with us. Yeah, leave them there in the tree line. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Until we've until we've dealt with the until we've dealt yeah, with the Yeah. Okay. Guards, right. Yeah. Got this. Are you okay, Alia? Are you okay, Roman? Is that all right with you? Yeah, you get nods of affirmation from the pair of them. Okay. Um, Alia perhaps looks a little nervous. Roman looks uh, very dead set. He's got quite a blank, blank, stony expression on his face. Right, okay. So, we wait. I guess we wait. Okay, so you're waiting 60 foot out for the distraction to start. I hope Colbyn doesn't get too excitable. I don't know what's going to happen next. Okay, so... In this kind of ten minutes that you're waiting for the dis- distraction to happen, what are you guys doing? Are you just kind of all standing in the back end of the bush? Are you moving forwards? Are you what are you doing? What are you prepping? Yeah, just getting getting ready to start moving. Really, there's not an awful lot we can do. Yeah, we did all the prep before we left, so all the kit's been oiled and silenced, etc. Isn't it? So yeah. and, until we get going, we're not. Well, I'm going to move. We've got a weapon in hand. Hmm. And I'm going to move to the edge so I can actually see out the bushes. So I'm, I'm Laura's literally going to just stand and pull the branches back and literally just poke her face out so she can see what's going on, potentially. Okay. Um, Ogvar, what's what's Ogvar doing? Um, yeah, Ogvar's just um, just going to put one. Well, he's got his um, sleeping arrows in his uh, thigh quiver, so he's just making sure they're easy easily accessible um, just in case he needs to use them and yeah I think he's just going to wait for um, wait for it all to go for the distraction I think Alora would also have pulled the wand out shuffled around in the backpack she, she's lowered it down so that she can she can get to it easily she's sort of mounted it slightly lower down than on, on her actual back so that she doesn't have to keep taking it off to shuffle through um, and um yeah, she, she's going to have pulled out the wand of whole person at the ready, so it's in her hand, in her right hand. Okay. So, 
you're all waiting there. Ogfar, Estuan, and Laura, you're probably all kind of you're, you're stood there watching in the front of the bushes. So, just for clarification, Kieran and Caddo, are you standing at the front of the bushes looking out? Are you not? Where are you physically? Well, I'm staying physically behind the cover. Um, yeah. Without knowing exactly what how much space there is, I'm guessing I'm somewhere behind Laura on the basis that she's closest to no, the this front. No, this is this is quite out. this this is quite a large amount of shrubbery. You're not just like in a line. You can spread out. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, no I, I don't think we need to go too far away from each other as long as Laura is ready to shout the uh, ready, steady, go as soon as she's aware that the distractions have started. Uh, I, I think probably we have a plan that uh, we're going to get ourselves over to the trees uh, once that's. Uh, once that's happened okay so you wait around for t- uh, 10 minutes basically um, you're, you're waiting for the next 10 minutes until quarter past 8 rolls around uh, Elora as you're stood there you're watching obviously you've got an eye on what these guards are doing uh, you can see that obviously uh, everything in grayscale with them being backlit you can't make out any details but you see them you know they, they split off after a couple of minutes and one goes to the far edge by the right hand side and he's just stood there for a bit and the other one walks slowly up towards the edge of this private room uh, and you can see as he walks past he lights a, a torch from a brazier or something which is on the bow- on the on this um, terrace area uh, and he's now got this torch in his hand and he kind of peers down the steps and makes sure there's nothing down the steps um, and then he slowly kind of walks back so over the 10 minutes you have to observe and probably the rest of you can probably see this as well you can see the one stationary figure in front of the rightmost window and you can see this uh this guard with obviously a torch just kind of slowly moving backwards and forwards from the the kind of edge of the private room walking back towards kind of halfway in between the windows of the library and then just you know, standing still for a couple of minutes and then turning around and walking again back. Uh, so you've got one stationary guard, one patrolling. Uh, and that is that 10 minutes, you, you get to obviously have a pretty good view of their movement patterns and that seems to be how they're moving. They don't seem to be kind of making, wandering around much. They don't seem to be going downstairs. Um, but that's their kind of movement pattern. Okay. So... Quarter past eight rolls around. Everyone make me a spot check, please. <laughs> and a listen check as well, please. Well, it's a 12 all in for the spot check for Laura. 18 for Caddo. 21 for Ogvar. That's a 13 on the spot. And a three on the listen. <laughs> I got a fourteen on the listen. Okay. Laura got an eighteen on the listen. Twenty on the listen for Ogvar. Wow. Okay. So, Laura, Caddo, and Ogvar. As you stood there, you are just you are kind of you get this sense of anticipation building. Um, you know this you're just waiting now you're waiting for the go signal you know you've got everything prepped you know you're ready you're just waiting for something to happen uh, anything to happen at this point and you're very aware there's a slight breeze you can hear it rustling through the bushes around you you can hear it kind of gently kind of whispering over the top of the grass um, in between you and this terrace 
you hear the occasional kind of <coughs> far off cough of one of these guards perhaps and maybe a <coughs> sneeze um, and it's very very peaceful serene and you can perhaps I mean all of you can hear the very 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 faint sounds of music on the air um, from you'd suspect possibly the open balcony at the back of the house you can hear this music coming through um, but Elora Caddo and Ogvar. As you're stood there, you become very aware of this very, very faint, high-pitched whistling sound. And you get this... And as you hear this whistling, and then above you, all of you who haven't heard this sound, you're kind of listening that it's this obviously very, very foreign sound. Um... And above you, in the skies, to the northeast, there is a sudden and brilliant burst of colour. And this... Well done, Colbyn. <laughs> as in the skies to the northeast, a single solitary firework erupts into showers of pink. Hmm. And as if hailing on armada from the southeast and then from the northeast a plethora of fireworks shoot up into the sky and this noise is deafening um, and it is it's so incredibly loud and these fireworks are shooting up a good 120 150 feet into the air and you just get this continuous whistling piercing whistle sound as they cut upwards and then big massive boom and explosions and you have the sky is, is showered and swathed in flashes of green blue pink yellow orange um this whole riot of color and you see the guards on this on this terrace um the guy the, the one guard who's been patrolling up and down he actually moves forward to the front of the terrace and he stands there and turns around as he cranes his head to try and look over the top of the mountain to see what the noise is about uh, the other guard in front of the rightmost window he moves to the corner um right into the corner and you see him actually lean his entire upper body round the corner to try and get a line of sight of what's happening um what are you doing um, right, I guess everybody can hear that. It's time to go. Let's move to the trees now. Go, go, go. So as, as Caddo starts moving, he's just going to touch Q in on the back and I'm going to cast Iron Silence. Uh, Ooh, which, uh, okay. This spell effect, uh, so I can do one suit of armour for every three levels. So I'm going to do myself and Q in. Uh, and uh, it makes, uh, it means that uh, basically his armour's uh, doesn't make any sound anymore. So, uh, while this spell is in effect, the armour check penalty from the affected suit or suits of armour do not apply on hide or move silently checks. Only where is proficient in that particular armour get the benefit. And it lasts for seven hours. Nice. Okay, nice. Mm, nice. So, yeah. So, you're all moving. You're all, I take it, are you sprinting? Yeah, well, I'm, uh, Laura will be sprinting. Um, sort of fairly low and fast, as low and fast as she can, over towards the tree cover to the left-hand side, 30 foot away. Okay, so everyone make me a uh, move silently check, please. And if Ogfar and 
Laura, if, uh, if you two, can you roll me another, an extra check, please, as well? Just straight d20. Okay. Right. Uh, that's 14 on the move silently for Laura, and 18 on the secondary check. Okay, I'll go get uh, 17 on the move silently, and oh. 17 on the d20. Nice. Q in. What was your move slightly check? Nine. <laughs> Nine, okay. Caddo, what was your Eight. move slightly check? Eighteen, all in for me. Okay. Okay. So, you make a bolt for this grove of trees. This grove of trees is only 30 foot away. It's a pretty decent cover. Um, you've got is there quite some quite bushy kind of fir trees they're quite squat trees it's a nice mixture it's really really good cover actually and as you all make a pelt for it Caddo you are really really silent you're quiet uh, you manage to pass over this ground it's, it's, it's quite flat ground you manage to pass over this ground really really easily you might hear a slight kind of chink from your armour but it's not very noticeable especially being 60 foot out from um, the mansion and moving closer. Uh, Alia and Roman similarly similarly um, in their just in their guard uniforms they're really quiet. Uh, they manage to make their way following behind the lot of you quietly. Ogvar you are stealthy as can be. Um, your training in the woods has probably taught you quite a lot about how to move over ground, move over this kind of surface without causing any disturbance, causing too much noise. And as you make a pelt for it, Esther, she's running on. It is it is dark. None of you can see anything. You are making a mad dash to the trees which have been illuminated in these various colours by these exploding fireworks overhead. You are making a mad dash. And as you run, Esther's foot catches no. on what you can only assume is some form of gnarled root or, a, or an old stone in the ground. Is and Esther as she we- is Esther wearing armour? No. Well, yes, but no, not okay. not clinky armour. All oh, right. Okay. Um, as Esther trips forwards, she falls straight into Cumin's back. Pushing, queuing forwards and causing you to trip and stumble, queuing, um, which makes your armour make this really loud clattering sound. And as queuing is pushed forward to Laura, he clips you round the back of the head with a stray arm, causing you to yelp. Oh. And the three of you hear from the terrace a female voice shouting, Who's there? So we didn't even make it to the trees. <laughs> you you do all make it to the tree line. You make it into the grove of trees. Um, you kind of drag Esther up with you and you all kind of regain your footing. You make it into the trees, but you have alerted this guard. And looking at her now, she is fully turned away from the fireworks overhead. Uh, and she is very suspicious. She's kind of stood right at the end of this balustrade. And you see her begin to move down the left-hand set of stairs towards the source of noise. What's the well, second that's good. guard? She's not one of her mate. What was that, Oba? 
what's the second guard doing? Is it just the one that's noticed us? Yeah, the second guard is still kind of gawking and peering around this corner trying to see what's going on uh, around the front of the house and, and in the skies. Uh, it's just this one guard. It is really difficult to kind of hear anything. Um, so you probably assume that with all the noise going on overhead and the banging, this other guard has just been so absorbed that ha- he hasn't noticed anything. Okay, um, Ogvar will pull a sleep arrow from his quiver and sort of just look to everyone else and sort of like gestures to sort of like what do you think? Um, well you could do that now. If you missed it, it would drag them off the terrace but they'll come towards us and there's only two of them so we just have to meet them head on. Anybody else got any ideas? Well, let this one come on. Her friend's still distracted. He hasn't seen she's gone. No that's true. Let's see how far this Let's one see will how come. Close she gets. Yeah. Oh, I will nod. But it's just yeah, but keep, keep, keep get, that ready. Get, yeah, ready just... get ready to take her down. Have you still got that wand of yours ready to go along? I have, yeah, I've got that. Uh, right, whilst uh, we're doing that, I'm going to cast prayer on everybody. Okay. Uh, everybody gets a plus one uh, luck bonus on attack rolls, weapon damage rolls, saves and skill checks. So everybody gets plus one on every roll from now on. And our enemies get minus one on every roll that they make. Uh, that's going to last us uh, seven rounds. Okay. So you cast prayer. Okay, everyone roll me initiative, please. <laughs> Can I just ask, does that also... Um, does that prayer also affect uh, Alia and Roman? Yeah, everybody within 40 yes. foot. Yes. So, all... All allies within seven 40 of us, foot. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Nice. So we're all rolling initiative now. Right. Yep, roll initiative. <laughs> Great. Okay. Ooh, I like that. Okay, that is a 24 all in from Alora. Okay, Alpha. 21. Tato. Uh, 17. Q in. 7. <laughs> <Whee>! <laughs> <laughs> okay, Alora, you're at the top of the round. <clears throat> what are you doing? This guard, in the meantime, this guard has probably gotten to the end of the right-hand set of stairs, so she is about 30 foot away from you. I'm going to have a quick exchange with the others and say, do, some, do you want her to come to us? Do you, want, do you want a whistler or something? Do you want to encourage her to come to us? Okay, so that's, is that your full, you're using your full turn to do that, yeah? No, that's, that's, just, my, no, that's just my initial action, my, my free action to ask the others. Um, okay. You're not going to get a response back from them at the moment? No, I know. That's all I'm going to do for the time being. Okay, Ogvar. Um, is she halfway up the steps, or...? She is at the bottom of the steps, so she is now 30 foot away from you. Okay, but it's not to say like, the handrails and stuff of the stairs are still nearby? No, she is, she is fully off the steps. I mean, they are to her right, but she is off the steps now. Okay, but sort of within reaching distance of like a, a handrail or a ledge or something. Yeah, yeah, it's, okay. it's right next to her. Uh, Ogvar will turn to Murdoch on his shoulder and say, uh, go and make your, your presence known. Uh, Murdoch will fly over and just perch near him and just make a bit of a cawing noise near her. But yeah, so Murdoch probably perches up on the kind of the, the balcony terrace above, so where she is, the terrace above, the terrace is obviously above her. Murdoch will probably perch up there and he'll start calling at her and making a, a ton of racket, which does slightly distract her. Okay, okay, are you doing anything else? 
Not for now, that'll be fine, thank you. Okay, Caddo, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to cast Bless. All allies within 50 foot are imbued with courage. Each gains a plus one morale bonus on attack rolls and on all saving throws against fear. So, so everybody's now plus two on attack rolls. Uh, and that lasts for uh, seven minutes. Excellent. You all feel very courageous. Is that the end of your turn? Uh, yes, that's me done. Okay. Esther will probably profusely apologise to both you, uh, both Kieran and Norwich. Oh, I'm so sorry, dearies. I, I just tripped. I, I, I didn't know. And that, that will be her entire turn. She will just be apologising. Um, Kieran, what are you doing? Well, Kieran just does nothing. Okay. So you're, you're just going to stand there. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So... As Murdoch lands on this balcony right and he starts kind of calling at her, making a massive fuss and flap, she turns around and stares at him and she kind of makes some kind of shooing motions with her torch and she kind of, you know, waves the torch at him and mutters some choice words. Uh, but she turns around and she walks up 15 foot towards the tree line, slowly scanning the area. Uh, and you can all make me a high check. You will get plus one on that, remember. That's an 11 all in from Alora. It's uh, an 11 for Ogvar as well. Okay, and Alora and Ogvar, if you could make me two extra rolls, please. No modifiers? Uh, one, roll, one roll each, no modifier, yes, sorry. Uh, Caddo. Uh, 20 all in for oh, me. No, actually, Alora's high check, I'm sorry, was 15. I forgot to add my mod on. Okay. I are they doing the ones for uh, Roman and Alea? Yes, they are. Well, they get plus one then, don't they, because of my spell? Yes, they will. Kieran? Uh, Six. Six, okay. You're a fire tonight, fella. <laughs> Alora's second roll was 11. 11. Is that with the plus one? Oh, no, 12 with the plus one, sorry. Good. Is it Ogvar? Uh, the second roll was a nat one, so... <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so as she approaches closer, you all probably you all take like some form of action to try and hide yourself. You try and duck down. You obviously see her coming close, and you're like, oh, don't want to be spotted. Um, Esther and Caddo, you both are able. To, they, they're both able. You are both able to dive behind a tree, um, and you, you're very well hidden. You know, you you can't be seen from the approaching guard at all. Elora, you similarly make a dive behind a bush or something, um, and you actually blend in fairly well in, in the darkness. Um, Ogfar, you also dive behind a bush, um, probably with Alea. And okay. as you both dive behind the bush, there's probably a slight collision <laughs> between the two of you as you kind of... You, you both aim for the same hiding spot, you both hit it, and you both get spotted as various limbs are kind of poking out of this hiding spot. Kewin, you'll probably, uh, with with your armour, you're probably quite delayed in, in diving for cover, and you are pretty much fully seeing this kind of uh, bright flash of your armour as you dive behind a, a tree. Um, and as all of you dive for cover, you turn and you look at the spot you've just vacated to see Roman. He's quite a big, big cathar. He's just stood there like a plank, just in full view. <laughs> he, You all dove, he didn't get the memo. Um, and you are all, you see the kind of recognition in this woman's eyes as 
she opens her mouth to start shouting. And Alora, it's your turn. And I am going to now attempt to cast Hold Person on her. Okay. So, so you're using swish, your wand. With a swish of the wand, it is being directed directly at her. We okay. Are all in guard. So. We are all in guard uniforms, aren't we? Yes. Yeah. Yes, you will. You are, yeah. But obviously, still, it's it's odd to see you there. She okay. Needs to so make a wisdom, she needs to make a wisdom saving throw, or she's paralysed for um, up to one minute. Need to make a sixteen, a DC sixteen save. Yeah. No. With a seventeen, you see oh. this kind of wave of magic. This almost this kind of invisible hand reach out and try and grab hold of her, and as it grabs hold, it just slips through and passes through her. Um, having no effect whatsoever. Uh, so that's your full turn to use a wand, is it? Um, well, it's a it's it's a full action. Um, yeah, I think there we go. A, can I can I shout to the others? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Failed. Do something. Ogvar, what are you doing? Um. So she's still she the the guard is in front of all of us, is she? Yeah. She's okay. stood there. She's fifteen foot in front of you. Okay, I see no other action. I'm going to try and use a sleep arrow and put her to sleep temporarily. Okay. Not, not permanently. Okay. <laughs> okay, so make your roll to hit. Okay. You got plus one. You got plus two. Plus two. Plus two. Yes. Oh, I didn't add my second one. Doesn't matter, I didn't need it. Okay, um, well, it's it's 15 plus 12, so what's that? Huge. 27. 27. Most people. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is most definitely going to hit her. So what are the effects of the sleep arrow then? Uh, sleep arrow, this plus one arrow is painted white and has white fletchings. If it strikes a foe that would normally deal damage, it instead bursts into magical energy that deals non-lethal damage in the same way it would deal lethal damage and forces the target to make a DC 11 wisdom save or fall asleep. Okay, so what you're going to do for me is you're going to roll your damage. So it's a plus one um, arrow, so you're going to factor that in as well. You're going to roll your damage for me. Okay, yeah. Uh, so how many pluses am I getting from? Am I getting an extra one from you? Yeah, so you're getting plus one on absolutely every roll at the moment, yeah. and then another one on all attack rolls. But not a damage roll? No. Okay, so it's a plus one, so it's going to be plus three. Uh, it's going to be ten. Okie dokie, so you do 10 points of non-lethal damage and this arrow explodes into a shower of sparks in front of her. Uh, she is going to roll a wisdom serving throw with an 8 in total. As this shower of sparks explodes into her face, you see her eyes kind of become unfocused, her arm starts drooping, the torch falls from her hand onto the grass and is extinguished. She sways forward slightly before tipping back and falling flat on her back. And the next thing you hear is a very gentle <laughs> snore. Are we out of initiative now? You are now out of initiative. She is asleep on the floor. Kirin, Kirin, drag her into the bushes. Let's gag her. Let's tie her up quick. Okay. Oh. I've got the, the... Well, well, hang on. There's another guard yet, and you shouted at people. So, did the other guard hear the shouting? Oh, I didn't shout. You said, I shouted to everybody. Oh, well. <laughs> okay. Did the other guard hear the shout? Let's see. Oh, damn. 
I meant to like. We might still okay. be an initiative. <laughs> yeah, it might. Yeah. So there are still fireworks going on ahead. Colbean has pulled out all the stops. These fireworks are not stopping. They are, if anything, they are getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and there are more of them, and the booms <laughs> are getting bigger. He has gone to town on this. He has thank God, had we, thank so God we asked for the little boom. Imagine what we would have got if we'd asked for the big boom. Pyrotechnic <laughs> cafe, fabulous. Okay, and with Anne. Listen, check. With a 10, the other Cathar is, uh, other Cathar, the other guard is completely absorbed in this light show going on overhead. And he did not take any notice of you at all. Thank God. Okay. Well, in that case, Kewin will run up, uh, grab the guard, and pull her into the bushes. Um, I bought, I'm, I'm trying to think what I bought with me. Because I, I did. your manacles with you? I, I think I did. <laughs> You've got everything. Yeah. You've got your rucksack. You've got his bag. manacles. Yeah. <laughs> I've got the manacles. The tree, I the use tree. the, uh, uh, between the gag. Us, between us, we've got gags, rope, all kinds of stuff. And, <laughs> yeah, and she's God. manacled. Right, so you... So, stuff her up like a spatchcock chicken. So, Kuin's manacling her. Yeah. Right, Laura's going to pull out of her pocket. She'll pull out one, uh, the square, one square of fabric, which she's going to uh, bundle up into a ball and stuff in her mouth. And then she's going to take the strip of one of the long strips of fabric and just tie that across around the back of her head so that it just oh muffles dear. any sound. Has she got a belt on? I, I don't really... I'm not sure I want to know where this is going to go. 50-50, um, <laughs> high or low? High. She doesn't have a belt on. Okay. Um, In which she case, is staying on through sheer will. Are, are her boots laced? <sighs> high or low? Uh, high again. They're laced. They're not velcro. Right, so we'll take her boots off and use her boot laces to tie her feet together. Roman, right. Roman, okay. can, Roman, can you can you just can you just take a take a all her weaponry off her? Clear, just clear out. Take a weaponry. Roman nods at you in this very kind of gruff, stoic manner. And he begins methodically stripping her of her weapons. Uh, I mean, he pulls out like a, a kind of half-bent rapier, which he, he promptly picks up like a javelin and just spears off somewhere into the grounds. Um, it flies quite a distance. Um, and you don't actually see where it goes. Um, and he starts stripping off like a couple of daggers, but she hasn't got much on her at all. Can we tell what she looks like? Does she look more like Elora or more like Esther? Or more like... Uh... Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Okay, she, it's... Are you pointing at them? Because you, uh, you, you, you jump behind the bushes with her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can see where this is going. <laughs> Every time there's a woman involved, you jump behind the bushes with her. Okay. No. So, looking at her stature, she's quite... This woman is quite a generic build. And, um, Caddo, make me a spot check. Oh. That is going to be 23 all in. Yeah, okay. So as one of these fireworks explodes overhead, it bathes the area in this very cold, blue, zingy light. And as her body is kind of unceremoniously roughed around by Roman and, you know, um, and Kewin tying and manacling her and, and moving her about... 
you take a look and you catch sight of her right ear. Which is strangely uh. enough, half missing. Uh. Sliced <laughs> down in a vertical manner. And it looks like quite a recent wound. Good, right, we'll deal with her when we come back out. You're, you're right, Caddo, you look like you've seen a ghost. No, I've seen an earless person. Oh. Really? Uh, do you mean that uh, she's the one who attacks you? Well, uh, my, I'd, I'd put money on it, yes, Quinn, and I'm not a betting Shh. person, as you know. Anyway, we need to um, uh, we need to get somebody up onto uh, probably a female up onto that balcony because the, the bloke up on that balcony is expecting a woman to come back. Is there anything of hers I need to put on? Well, What's she wearing? She's wearing the same gear as us. I was just thinking right. Esther might be the best person. Yeah, possibly. possibly Esther's quite well. She's normally quite light on her feet. Yeah. I don't know what happened back there. Tree root, dearie, tree root. I'm just thinking if we give Esther if we give Esther your wand, if it doesn't work, then Esther's more likely to be able to biff her. Has she got red, has she got the same colour hair as because Esther's got red hair, isn't she? Yeah, but it's under a hood. Yes. She'll be alright. It's not under a hood, no. So she's a red they're both redheads? No, this oh. woman is not a redhead at all. In oh. terms of size and stature, she is quite similar to the three of you. Um Elora, Esther and Alia, um, but she's very plain of uh, feature. She's got dark hair. Um, if anything, she's probably closest in appearance to Alia. Send, send Alia. I know what you're thinking. Send Alia. Take her place on the balcony. That gets one of us onto there. I know it's deviating from the plan, but we can send Alia back here afterwards. Well, it's whether or not Alia can take out the guard up there. Well, she might be able to keep him distracted. She might be able to talk to him or something, I don't well, know. Well, no, I reckon as soon as, as soon as you open a conversation here, realise yeah, it's not yes. his friend. Um, but Alia, Al, Alia does have that the ability of most rogues, I'd imagine, to get up pretty close to him before he realises he's there. She might be able to slip a, slip a knife into his back. Well, just send her back. Alia, could you go back onto the balcony? Could you pretend to be her? Just go back onto the balcony. Don't get too close to him so he doesn't recognise the difference. Don't speak to him. Just... If he says something, just grunt. I'm, I'm just okay, okay. Yeah, she just, just wing it. Yeah, she bends down. She picks up the torch, which um, this guard dropped, and she very quickly runs towards these uh, these bow this, this this set of stairs going up onto the terrace. Uh, you see her ascend the stairs. She quickly dunks the torch into a brazier to relight the torch. Uh, and she turns around, so she's facing you now, stood on the balcony, leaning on the balustrade, with her back to this other guard, who is still in the corner, craning his head round, trying to see what's going on in, in the skies. Right, the rest of us want to sneak up onto there then now, don't we? Do I assume that the fireworks have now stopped, because this is all... Terrible? No, the fireworks are now no. still going. They're still Whoa, going. Brilliant. We've only been busy for about 15 seconds, yeah. believe it or not. <laughs> um... We want to get we want to get sort of to the steps now, don't we? Yeah, let's yeah. go. Let's just yeah. go. Just Let, well, let's we... not let's not sprint no. this time. Should we should we should we stealthily move as quietly as possible to well, the let's steps? Let's try. Yeah, try and try and go as smoothly as possible. But I've got. Right. I'll give the wand another go. Yeah, I'm not sure we need to do the sprinty thing this time. I think probably we need to make sure nobody falls over. Okay, Ogvar, what was it? Um, just are they single use the arrows? I'm assuming they are. Yes, they are single use. Yeah, it literally went. 
single-use item. Into that's cool. Face. Did you know yeah. it burst into sparks? Well, uh, no, I've, I've never used one before, but I've got one more left, so I'm quite looking forward. We just to need to be aware that if it's going to do that, it let's just go. This is too we much chat. We need to move. We need to move. Right. So we're going to get we're going to get ourselves to the bottom of the steps. Okay, yeah. This guard on the balcony, he is distracted enough that he is literally not going to notice you. Um, and Alia on the balcony also helps you. She's like looking over her shoulder. He's still distracted. She's giving you the kind of come here the motions with her hands. And, you know, occasionally if he turns around to look at, you know, look over his shoulder, she'll like kind of give you the two handed like or one handed kind of stop, 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 stop. Don't move. Um, so she is helping you out there, and you are able to all get down to the um, this bottom layer of this terrace where the stairs are at the bottom. So, which which position of the garden now? Then is he at the top of the stairs, or is he on the? He's in front he's, of the window. He's there. He's on the corner. Yeah. So this guard. Okay. Still, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. He's oh, still cool. right in that corner, literally peering around the wall to try and see what's going on. Um, so he and stood by the all of you, and all of you, as you as you move. These fireworks, they're just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And quite literally, you see this one firework goes up and it sounds like a dragon screaming up through the sky. And it explodes into this absolutely apocalyptic boom. And the entire sky is like swathed in sparks and and colour, like a kind of uh, this kind of multicoloured milky way almost across the sky. It literally paints the sky and fills the sky with colour. Does that um, actually light up the ground that we're stood on? This ground, the entire time the ground has been lit. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, we're outside can, now. Can, can Alora get enough of a step back to get a line of sight on this other guard? No, up on up above her on the terrace. You need to go up the steps, I reckon. No, you you would have to go on to up the steps to see him. He is literally this terrace is probably about ten fifteen foot deep. I reckon we all go up the steps. We can right. we can claim that we're there because there's 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 some sort of firework display not going on, and we're extra guards to help out if he asks. He he has I, not noticed you. Like he has no clue that you're there at this point in time. Everybody up. Yeah, as we're doing this. Kewin is going to take his Bull's Strength Potion. Ooh. Okay. Take a quick dabble of something. Yes, which gives, which gives him a plus four to strength. Nice. Okay. Uh, so I will point out at this point, mechanically, if you want to use your weapons to attack and have a non-lethal effect, you will have a minus four penalty on any attacks. I will point well, that out mechanically right now. Right, well, Kewin, now he's got a plus four, he's going to run, try, get up behind the guard and try to put his hand round his mouth and pull him backwards in a, is it a grapple? Yeah, okay, so yeah, make me a grapple check. You get a plus two on that check as well, because this guy's completely unaware. You're getting another plus one from the spell as well. Oh, so that's... To attack, it's, it's plus two, isn't it? Damage, plus one. Oh, if, if grapple's a type of attack, yeah, you're on plus yeah. two. Yeah. So that's two, four, six, eight. Eight and seven is 15. Plus then, whatever you roll. Then me roll. And that was a natural 20. He rolled a nat 20 anyway. A nat 20 with a plus 15. 
Wow, okay. Um, your grapple Lovely. is affected by your strength modifier, isn't it? So if you've counted yep. that as well. Yep. Okay. Nice. Well, okay. you just snapped his neck out, right, haven't you? <laughs> Well, it depends on what he was trying to do. If he's just grappling him. Back. Yeah. What was? What was? Yeah. What was the purpose of his attack? Was it an attack? Was it a grapple? Were you trying to break his neck? Were you Try, trying, trying to smother smother him? To pull him backwards. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So with that kind of a score, what was your score in total? Thirty-five. Thirty-five. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Um. Yeah, so with that kind of escort, you have literally charged, you've charged up the stairs, charged up to this guy. He has turned around at the noise approaching him because you have not been stealthy in any manner about this. You charge up to him, he is literally, he's wedged into the corner, he's wedged himself into the corner. You charge up to him, smash into his back, you feel the kind of pain grunt as his abdomen is forced into the balustrade and it is all the air is driven from his lungs. You grab him round the front of the face, your mouth coming over, uh, sorry, not your mouth, sorry, your hand covering over his him. mouth. <laughs> your, ha- your hand covering over his mouth and nose. And as you pull back to pull him away and take him down and, you know, drop him to the ground, you know, with your sheer body weight behind him and the strength you put into yanking him backwards, you hear this sickening crack. And he just goes limp. Yeah, that'll solve that one. He won't yeah, be any more He has dropped. You've literally pulled him back with so much force and such force. The, the sheer whiplash of it. It's just broken his neck. He's just insta-died. Oops. Uh, sorry. I, I, I seem to have been a bit enthusiastic there. God. I guess you're a murderer now, then. If we drop him over the edge by the stairs... And then we can just leave Roman and Leah up here on the on the balcony, can't we? Yeah, uh, Roman can stand here. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Just let's just chuck him over the edge by the stairs then. Okay. Well, it won't take me long to run <laughs> off and hide him with the other. I'm feeling quite fit. Um, at this point, um, Laura's going to kind of uh, stand by one of the windows where she can be seen and she's going to wave a hand towards herself indicating back to the trees 30 foot away where Roman is has stayed and indicate that he needs to come up to the balcony yeah, yeah. okay so are you are you dropping this guard's body are you just dropping him over well, we're just putting him at the bottom of the stairs. I mean, with queuing strength, you can probably carry him down to yeah, the I'll, I'll, I'll take him over to the trees. Yeah. Okay, that's so... A good idea. That's a good idea, Q. In okay, fact, so Q- yeah, make sure that Roman comes back with you. Yep. Okay, so Kewin, you heft this guy's limp corpse over your shoulder. It's still warm. It's a fresh kill. He's still <laughs> limp and floppy. He hasn't stiffened up yet. Um... You, you, you maybe say there's a bit of a wet patch down the front of his trousers, probably where he's pissed himself in fear. Um, and yeah, you carry his his limp, warm, cooling corpse back over to this copse of trees. You're putting the corpse in the copse. Um, <laughs> and as you return, uh, Roman comes with you, slightly. Uh, you, 
looking at him, there's a slight tremor of fear in his eyes. Um, so, possibly the way you have just absolutely uh, <laughs> fucked that guy's day up. So while, whilst <laughs> Qin is doing that, uh, I'm going to have a look through the library window. So the bottom of the two library windows. I'm just thinking, what's that other girl going to think when she comes round and there's a dead body in front of her? <laughs> Well, it's alright, we've gagged her and lucky. tied her up like a chicken, so she's not, she's not going to do anything, is she, apart from struggle. So I'm going I'm I'm, I'm to take a, a sort of, if you like, a, a, a surreptitious, so I'm not going to literally just stand in front of the window and look in, but I'm going to look, look in the window of the library and see if I can see anybody or anything in the library. Our heroes were gathered in the greenery, waiting for a distraction to cover their eventual stealthy sprint for the spruces. En route, Esther took a badly timed tumble on the turf, getting things off to a somewhat sticky start. However, once concealed in the copse, the group attempted to go covert as a curious guard prowled towards their position. With their cover failing to fall, Ogvar put the bother to bed by sending the guard for a nifty nighttime nap. The western terrace beckoned and the team made a beeline to silence the second sentry, where our plucky paladin made a play to merely placate the man. However, in his urgency to get the job done, Kuin was a tad too clinical and things turned slightly terminal. But how will our heroes fare with actually accessing Axum's accommodation? Join our heist next week in episode 87. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Having you as a listener means everything to us. So, whichever streaming service you choose to listen to us with, please give us a like, subscribe and follow. We would love for you to join us on our Facebook or Twitter page, where you can catch up with all of our latest news. While you're waiting for the next episode of Secrets of the Silver City, why not pop over to our website, where you can read all of the information about this campaign, from backstories to setting. All of the links are in the bio of this episode. Join us again next week for the next instalment. Thank you for listening.